Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Uh-huh. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Today on the podcast, we got Rob Croyle. Hello. We got Jennifer Bartlett. Hi. And your favorite Logan Daly. Probably still the only Logan Daly that you know. Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe if you find another one, hopefully it's an upgrade. Anyway, self-deprecating humor. My favorite type. <laughs> so today on Footnotes... As long as you don't go Logan on us, we will. you'll be my favorite Logan. As long as we don't go Logan. Somebody can email me and tell me what Rob's joke just meant. Uh... Not really sure where you what what I don't get that it's one. It's a movie reference. Come on. Oh, like the movie Logan. Yeah. Oh. That was very dark. There's a lot of Logan dailies on Facebook. Posers. Sorry, you're not the only one. Psh. Well, the real Logan Daily, please stand up. <coughs> please stand up. Where's Waldo? <laughs> All right, anyway. Let's get on with this. This is we got plenty of plenty of things to talk about because we covered a billion chapters. Well, actually, we just covered two uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday. It was uh, wrapping up the partner that God pursues series with Abraham, uh, and you know we killed Sarah, and then we found Isaac a wife. We closed one chapter. We started another chapter. Exactly. So many endings chapters. and beginnings. That's what we should have called that. Yes. The sermon oh. should have been instead of legacy. It should have been endings and beginnings. Ah, oh, missed opportunity. Oh, well. Anyway, so, as as stated, we uh, went through chapters 23 and 24 of Genesis. In 23, it is dealing with the death of Sarah, the death and burial of Sarah. Now, uh, we spark-noted most, or we, me, me and my beard, <laughs> spark-noted most of the chapter um, for, yeah, Rob's, uh, interesting, he's making his beard talk into the microphone. Wow, that is disturbing silent partner silent partner (laughs) (laughs) it has it has it has partner shares in the in the company anyway um so yeah spark note of most of this chapter but it it starts off 23 starts with uh sarah lives to be 127 and she dies uh really really pretty great opening to the chapter there um and I didn't really dig into this too much in the sermon, but there's uh, there's a lot of interesting midrash, uh, kind of the the Jewish folklore. Uh, for those of you that might not be aware of what the midrash is, we've talked about that before. But uh, it's kind of their their extra stories around the story, and there's a lot of midrash around the death of Sarah, and some of this has to do with Isaac not coming down off the mountain or all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Uh, now I did mention that there was a lot of there, there's there's different trains of thought as to how old Isaac is when he goes up and the the binding of Isaac occurs, as young as I read as young as six, um, which making a six year old hike a bunch of wood up a mountain seems unlikely, but maybe he was a strong six year old I don't know, and as old common thought is thirty seven, the most commonly held. Uh, belief. Now, we, we talked about this last week where we don't necessarily land on that, but uh, within that train of thought, there's a couple of cool midrashes that kind of give a little little insight maybe into this story. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one, Sarah gets tied to the shofar, which is their horn that they blow, um, because the tears of Sarah have something to do with the shofar. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. I'm getting this off of a, a site called myjewishlearning.com if you want to go look it up. Um, but you can also just Google search this stuff and find most of these from various various writers. But uh, when she the the thought is that uh, when Isaac returned to his mother, she said to him, "Where have you been, my son?" He said, "My father took me up and led me down mountains and hills." Alas, she said, "For the son of a hapless woman, had it not been for the angel, you would have now been slain." Yes, he said to her. Thereupon she uttered six cries corresponding to the six blasts of the shofar. It has been said she had scarcely finished speaking when she died. Um, so Isaac, she, the, the, the shock of what Abraham would have done uh, shocked her into dying. Mm. Now other variations on this is Satan comes down and fools her. Satan poses as Isaac, and we get that kind of same, same mm-hmm. thing there. Uh, that... Uh, Abraham was going to do it, the shock and grief. Um, and then the one that... A Loki kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, a Loki kind of moment. Yeah. And then possibly my favorite uh, is that um, when Abraham comes down off the mountain, she doesn't see Isaac there. And so she thinks that Isaac is dead. And so the grief of that even though Isaac has been spared, the grief of that, she then dies, mm. which is mm. where we, so we get that. So there's kind of some interesting, interesting commentary around what is going on with this um, that both, you know, you can, you can work with that and it, it kind of helps pull out some of the implications and maybe some of the feelings right. and what's just w- things that we can pull out of the text. Uh, this is not replacing the biblical scripture. Clarify that, but <clears throat> kind of some fun stuff there. One of those uh, involves that if Isaac is older, he actually goes off to study hmm. um, immediately after, and uh, that's why he's not there. Uh, that he he goes off to study, and that's why he's not with him. <laughs> it's kind of odd. So get sacrificed, go to college. Exactly, <laughs> get sacrificed, and immediately head off to go learn things. Um, <laughs> Little odd, little odd, but kind of fun nonetheless. If you're into that sort of thing, you can go dig into that some more. Just wanted to wet your whistle a little bit. Which leads us to... (laughs) Leads us to Abraham going and buying some land, or booing, as I have written on the board. Booing some land uh, to bury Sarah. And we get this interesting exchange through the rest of chapter 23... He's talking back and forth with Efron, the Hittite. Rob's cracking up. I was just picturing, it's got to be a movie. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't Booing that Monty Python? What's that? that sounds like Monty Python. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's got to be one of those. Isn't it? Okay. Oh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it is in there too, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. It boo. just seems booing the land just seems like a Monty Python sort of like the land in boo land boo. boo. <laughs> anyway. Uh so Abraham goes 400 times. <coughs> 400 times. 400 heckles. Four... <laughs> <laughs> Abraham purchases the land for 400 heckles. Boo. Oh, that's that's rich. Oh, that's I an like exorbitant that. amount of humor. Um wow, there's so many jokes there. <laughs> Anyway, so Abraham goes and is going to purchase land from the Hittites. Uh, 
which we get this interesting exchange where he's going back and forth with uh, Ephron the Hittite. Uh, let's see. If you look uh, in chapter 23, verses 10, Ephron is sitting among the people. He replied to Abraham, No, my Lord, listen to me. I give you in the f- uh, I give to you the field and I give to you the cave. I give it to you. Like He's just going to gift it to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Abraham insists. He bows down before the people of the land. He says to Ephron in their hearing, the hit in the Hittites hearing, listen to me, if you will, I will pay the price of the field, accept it from me so I can bury my dead there. He's going he's gonna to pay. He's going to pay. And Ephron uh, gives it this, listen to me, my Lord, the land is worth 400 shekels of silver, but what is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Like, what is that? Like, that's no, like, don't even worry about it. Now, what we might miss is that apparently 400 shekels is actually quite a big price. So for him to say that, <clears throat> a couple of possible things going on here. Uh, Ephron is either like just subtly putting out a really high price because Abraham's going to go ahead and pay. He's like, mm, what is what is 400 shekels, right? Um, expecting it to get bartered down. You would barter in this, you know, you'd expect bartering to occur. But uh, instead, Abraham just goes, yep, 400 shekels. All right, sounds good. And just goes for it and pays for the field. Um, but he, it, the Ephron is still kind of like, he's still wanting to gift this for some reason. Now, <clears throat> apparently, in that culture, if you gifted something, it didn't actually transfer ownership. Mm. <coughs> in as permanent a manner as if it was purchased. So Abraham, by purchasing this, means that he and his family and lineage has this field and cave in perpetuity. Right. I practiced that word. <laughs> I bet you did. Oh, man, I was messing <laughs> that up so many times. Perpetuity. Per- 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 no, in perpetuity, <laughs> Abraham has this field. I'm picturing puberty being mentioned in there somewhere. Oh yeah, there was so many <laughs> messed up versions of that. Or something, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'd be um, awful. Per- perpetu- perpetual, perpetual puberty. puberty. That'd be yikes. Oh, so it's like when I was in like middle school and I would give my sister something and then yes. say, uh, "That's mine. Give it back." Yep, kind of idea. Exactly. All right. Or you know, and and, and yes, uh, the way I'm the way I'm imagining this play out, this would play out, is that. He gives him the land to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Abraham dies. <clears throat> Maybe they don't get along with Isaac as well. Right. And he'd say, no, that's actually ours. Right. We gave it to Abraham, not to you. Right. right? Uh, but Abraham insists on paying for it. Because of that, it stays in the... And it's now in their family in perpetuity. That is the word of the day. Footnotes brought to you by the word perpetuity and the letter J. <laughs> Last so week it was history. This week it's word of the linguistics. Day. It <laughs> is <Street>. it is <laughs> a large large amount of money, and and we don't know what size the plot was. Sure. Uh, so that's that's part of the the question, but it's uh, strangely similar to the number of years that they're going to spend in Egypt. It is. It is. And this is the land that God has already said he's going to give to Abraham. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple ways you could read this. You could say, well, Abraham, are you not trusting the story? 
Or are you just trying to really buy into the story and say, nope, we're not going anywhere, putting down roots? Mm-hmm. Not for me to live on, but for us to just bury our dead here. Well, and, I could see it either way. And who gets buried here later? Is it Jacob? All of them. Uh, Sarah, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, uh, Jacob, Rachel, and Leah. So, and Rebecca. I think like all of the all of the main patriarchs. So all Jacob end up here. or Israel has his bones brought back from Egypt to yep. And and then the patriarch um, Joseph wants his bones brought when the. Israelites leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this. This is this is a huge thing, and actually, the the quote unquote plot of land that this is supposed to be over there, um, current day, has a mosque built over the on the hill above the cave or something like that. I was reading, um, and is considered a a holy site, you know, to this day or whatever. Sure. For both the Muslims and and Jews. Um, now, obviously, we don't necessarily know that it's the cave, um, right. which, of course, you know, if it's going to be a holy site, we'll throw up a a building on top of it. Yeah, this mm-hmm. seems to be what we do. It's kind of what we do. It's paved paradise to put up a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But, uh, no, so the, you can, quote, unquote, find this field and cave, and they do really revere the idea of this, even to this day. So, there you go. Any other thoughts on that? Uh, you know, the other thing is that apparently I saw one commentator say that Sarah is the only woman that, who's mentioned uh, with the number of years that she lived. Oh. Oh. Look at her go. Yeah. Now, most women don't want you talking about their age, so I, I think that it just shows that... <laughs> Deep level it's of biblical. disrespect towards <laughs> towards Sarah, but then again, she did laugh. She and she was a looker. You, uh, you laugh at God, and He's going to make sure everyone knows your age. <laughs> Duly noted. Something. <laughs> <laughs> something. Something. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, so uh, yeah, so Abraham buries Sarah, and then then the next story in Genesis twenty four. We get this odd, odd exchange where Abraham is sending his servant. Who? Okay, was that yeah, head servant? I, I, I swear this is a weird story. It, ooh, ooh, that was that was a that was a funny. You swear? That's weird. You swear? I swear? It's a weird story. <laughs> Seth, I swear. <laughs> I swear. So uh, when it says the head servant, do you remember uh, he was going to give everything to his head servant? Right? Is this Eliezer? I think this is Eliezer again. He's just not mentioned by name. Just yeah. as a, a fun little... I'm, I suspect it's probably him. Or d- is Eliezer still alive? I mean... Maybe Eliezer's dead and it's a different head servant. Could be. Could that's be. That's why he's not named because... Could be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It is the oldest of his household. I like, I like to think it's Eliezer. I like Eliezer. He's a cool dude. Anyway. Uh, so Abraham... <clears throat> was very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. Uh, and he said to the senior servant of the household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. As you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I want you to swear 
<laughs> by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am living, but will go to my country and my own relatives to get a wife for my son Isaac. Let's talk for a second here, just for funsies, about thigh swearing. <laughs> going to be the newest craze in 2020. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Because you, you don't know what this is, do you? Nope. I, no, please edit out. that this out. Is gonna oh be my so gosh. Good. I'm so no, this is great. <laughs> this is absolutely. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I am told. I am told. Oh, by swearing. No. By putting your hand under. The, when it, the phrase, put, put your hand under my thigh. Well, this is squaring on the circumcision. On the circumcision, easy, easy for me to say. So, because this is remembering the covenant, and you are making a covenant on the covenant, which you know. So, under the thigh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, is uh, put your put your hand on this and remember the covenant. Oh, <laughs> I don't want that to be a thing in twenty twenty anymore. <laughs> I retract oh. that statement. <laughs> so good. Oh, that made my day. Anyway, so that just a fun little oh. side note there. A little little thigh swearing. My goodness. Swear, but it, it's that it's this this is this is a, a serious like he's he's taking this very seriously. Um which then I got into in the sermon as to why this might be an important aspect of not taking a a wife from the Canaanites mm-hmm. um, and why it's important to go back up and, and find this. Hot dang. What a chick. Rebecca, what a woman. Thigh, all that water. Thigh equals loins as seat of procreative power. Boom goes the dynamite. <sighs> there you go. There you go. <clears throat> See, when you dig into the text, it gets way more fun. Way more exciting. Just all sorts of good stuff there. <laughs> and you've been uh, reading the book of Ruth recently? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Did I miss something? I'm, I don't... Well, how does Ruth meet Boaz? I'm. She ends up at a field that he works at. Yeah. What does she lay down at his feet? Please don't ruin this story for me. <laughs> <laughs> There might I be, get it. I've heard that. There yep. might be something there. Yeah, I've heard that. I hate... <laughs> the I more you know. I don't want to know. The Bible is not as PG as we sometimes think. You know, know. the Bible is just downright sketchy sometimes. Just scandalous. Scandalous. Scandalous <sighs> Bible. Maybe that would get more people to read it. Like, the Bible. It's rated X. I don't know. It's at least PG thirteen. Now there's too much death. I've read Judges. Yeah, <laughs> you can't tell Samson without making that R. <laughs> uh, go read your Bible. It's sketchy. Um, anyway, let's move right along from the thigh swearing so that Jen can stop being traumatized and ruining <laughs> the Book of Ruth for her. You I... didn't know what you were getting into today, did you? you had no idea. Should have called out sick. You're just like thigh swearing. That sounds great. That sounds <laughs> we like all do super that. serious. It'll be the thing for 2020. No, no, no <laughs> longer. Can we edit that part out? Absolutely. I sound like not. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it was too perfect. <laughs> oh, Shut up, Logan. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. Oh man, 
So good. All right. So uh, then the rest of the story continues. We find Rebecca. She, there's a lot of lot of water involved. A lot of camels. <clears throat> a couple of goats, probably. Uh, but then the end of the story, we come to uh, Isaac re-enters the text. Now he's mentioned by his dad, but it's not like he's actually there. He could be, I guess. But the first time that we see him actually return to the story is in verse oh, blah, 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 62 of chapter 24. Now Isaac had come from Ber Laharoi, which is, as I said in the sermon, my favorite place to say now. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Um, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening, evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Uh, I mentioned they get their evening prayer. The Jews get their evening prayer from this this passage, the concept of going out in the... Uh, let's hear what is it? Uh, this one says in the evening. The ESV said something slightly different. It was like... Toward uh, evening. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Meditate um, in the field toward evening. So that you get your 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 later in the day prayers through this uh, passage, and this is where their, their practice of that comes from. Apparently. So, but Rob, I completely missed this, and you pointed out to me that Ber Laharoi has some significance that we probably should take note of. Yeah, so the first time we see this well, and the, and the person who actually names this well is, is Hagar. Uh... And so if we go back to Genesis 16, uh, Sarah, Sarai is not able to conceive, so she gives Abram, her husband, her servant, Hagar. Yep. Hagar. And, um, and she becomes pregnant, and once she's pregnant, Sarai is not a happy, happy wife. Yep. And so... Uh, Abram says she's within your power. Jealousy do, rears its ugly head. Do what you will, and so so she leaves, and she's in the wilderness uh, by a spring on the way to Shur, and she's the one that that names this uh, spring. Um, you are the god of seeing. Mm-hmm. Berla Haroi is you are the god of seeing. Well, and it's the or living one. The living one. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, all right, all right. So the, the living, the well of the living one who sees, I think is maybe the best way to translate that. Um, oh, the well of the living one who sees me. There you go. Uh, what's interesting is um, the, the idea of, of beholding Mm-hmm. And God's provision was was throughout the story of Isaac being sacrificed. I, I, w- I really wonder if if Isaac is out there, like this is his wrestling match with God. Yeah, well, it, they're kind of in the same. If he is out there, he runs off after the the binding, mm-hmm. uh, and split kind of splits ways. If he is out there, th- I can imagine that would be a similar feeling to. Um, to what Hagar is is going through, and the I thought this was like she was thinking that this was the plan, right? 
right? This is this is the plan. Abraham probably says, like, this is, and you will have a son, and it will be my heir, mm-hmm. right? Best laid plans. Right. Um, you know, and she's like, I thought this was the plan. What the heck, God? And then Isaac, on the other hand, like, I'm sure Abraham had said, like, yep, nope, you are my... You are my behor, and you are going to be, you know, you're my first, well, you are my lineage. You're going to mm-hmm. be the one that takes on after me and becomes the patriarch. And then he gets taken up to sacrifice. <clears throat> and he's like, this was traumatic. This was this was super sketch. Uh, what the heck, God? What is going on with this? Right. Well, and, and, you, and you got these three main characters of this family, right? These three pillars of this family. Uh, Abraham, he's in Beersheba. Um, Sarah, she's in Hebron. And Isaac is down in Berlaha Roy. So, like, this is a family that seems to be divided. Ellen, you've also got... This is Ishmael. His descendants settle down... Um, if you, you see in 25, verse 18, his descendants settled down in the area from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt. Down that way towards Ber Laharoi, and further on past that, would be towards Ishmael. Right? Right. So, if Isaac's wandering down that way, because um, Ishmael does come back for the to bury Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's some there's some contact there. To some degree, right. So I wonder if that's where Isaac went. Maybe, which would be odd, seeing that you had that like previously when Ishmael left. Right. It was because he was poking at at Isaac, and it was going to create issues. Well, and we've seen family dynamics like this where where there's conflict between mom and stepmom, but but the kids actually they coexist. Step, step brother, steps they coexist pretty well, sure. oftentimes. Right. Yeah, and and they just want mom and dad to just kind of f- figure this out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good stuff there. Mm-hmm. The God who provides and sees me. No, what was it? The living, the living, the living one. The one who sees me. The living one who sees me. The living one who sees me. Mm-mm-mm. Good stuff. Can't believe I missed that. Like, just completely. Ad- we we just went over Hagar like not that long ago. That was just a couple weeks back. Yeah. Completely skipped my brain. Hmm. There you go. Good catch. Good catch, Rob. That's why you're the lead pastor. That's why. Probably the one reason. That's why we put you in charge. All right. So we talked about thigh swearing. We talked about Bear La Haroy. Stop bringing thigh swearing up. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to stop bringing that up now. Um, oh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So next on the list, uh, Isaac never leaving Canaan. This was a, I mentioned that this this might be a thing. Uh, so apparently there's a concept of uh, Isaac. Isaac's the only one of these patriarchs that never leaves Canaan. Um between Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and uh, Joseph. Joseph, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, of, of these, of these guys, 
Isaac's the only one who never leaves Canaan. He stays in the land. Um, the other ones all end up going to Egypt. Uh, fun little, fun little thought there. So, uh, one of the ideas behind this and why Isaac can't go back to the land um, of Abraham's forefathers up there with Nahor is that he was given as a sacrifice. And since he was given as a sacrifice in every manner, every way, except for actually dying, um, but like Abraham was going to go through with it. And because he was given as a sacrifice that apparently there's some like, he couldn't leave the land because he was bound to the land through that sacrifice. Mm. Um, there's some some sages' teachings about that, um, that that could be why Abraham doesn't want to send him back or can't send him back right. to go find a wife, but still needs to get a wife from from up north there where they can as the land of her. Land of her. Her, her. Or the Chaldeans. Yeah. You know, I, I think... Um, so we're not... Like, we know anecdotally... Like, we know that he, he never leaves. He's the only one of the patriarchs that doesn't leave. I don't believe we're told that he... In particular... Other than this tradition, I don't think we're told when within like the prophets or anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's yeah. Can, no, I, I think it, this is up. this is all kind of supplemental on the outside. Um, is what it seemed like as I was reading on this. So, but what I think of as a parent is we all want to leave a legacy and that, and that's what the title of the sermon was. This, that's what the kind of the main point of, of how we landed the plane with this series. And, uh, like setting our kids up for success sometimes is something that as parents, we kind of wrestle with, like, what's my part? Mm-hmm. Like they have to fully, Isaac fully owned his part in his relation. Like he's out here in the field praying. He goes to, a, he goes and lives at a well that that has history, family history, messy family mystery, history. Mm-hmm. Um, both his parents have some messiness to them. Yeah, but we see him. We see him praying, and, and actually, if you watch the patriarchs, if you watch in particular. Uh, Isaac and Jacob, because their story just kind of vets us out more. You, you kind of see this growth and this maturing and this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- this owning of their own relationship. Where uh, and Jacob at one point says, "You are the God of my father Abraham and Isaac." Mm-hmm. And then later on, he changed the language. Changes like, mm-hmm. "You are my God." Mm-hmm. And so just that, that idea of, well, let's not, let's not send Isaac out of the land because what if he never makes it back? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and, and whether there was a, a character trait that you know, he was concerned about as a dad, like he, he knew his son well enough to know that he needs to stay in the land and we need to bring 
the wife to him. Mm-hmm. And this, and, and, and maybe Isaac just had a deep connection, you know, for, you know, I'm hearing the stories of, of uh, his ancestors and his relatives, and maybe they came and, who knows, they could, potentially could have came and visited at some point. Like there could have been mm-hmm. some part of the story that we're not aware of. But Trading through or... Yeah, but there's this there's this connection. In, like somehow Rebecca helps him come to the end of his mourning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she brings solace and... And that's that's how that chapter ends, which is kind of a it. it it's a I wouldn't ending. have guessed that would have been the ending, if you took those last couple of verses, like that or that last verse off, right? Because it it ends that last verse is. Uh, she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. And end scene. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that if I like if you took that one off and then said what's going to go here. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have. I would have been like, it's weird that it ties it back. Yeah. To that previous story, in that manner. Yeah, this connective tissue that between chapter and chapter, you know, like we've seen over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these stories are connected. Uh, Abraham learned some things in his hundred plus years. I would hope you would. Man, I've got hope if I could last long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Might learn some lessons. Lessons? Lessons. Or lessons. I think as a parent musical lessons. You know, there's we ha we all have what I call unattended um unintended messages mm-hmm. where we where we say something to our kids and the unintended message that they gain from that conversation is like, oh, now how do I change that? How do I, how do I bring something redemptive to that conversation? Because, mm-hmm. you know, my just my dad would joke and say, "Hey, this is a job for two men and a fat boy." And because I was the oldest, my brother was the fat boy. Oh, Ooh. oh. that's a message. Oh, you know, and my dad. Just, you know, was a funny guy. Sense of humor, funny guy. Was he trying to be mean about that? Probably not. No, I don't think he was ever trying to be mean about that. Did Oof. that create a Grand Canyon in the whole of my brother's heart? Yeah. Absolutely. Yikes. And, you know, just not the message that my dad intended. Um, sure. And that's and that's just not being wise about your words, but there's other things where, you know, like I wanted my, I wanted my kids to have a better experience with me than I had with my dad when it came to coaching sports. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm competitive, and my two boys, by and large, are not. They yeah. didn't care, mm. and me trying to coach them. <laughs> like I wanted to be coached. Yep. Was not helpful. And so here here I'm trying to be do something positive and it and it comes out negative. Abraham's trying to honor his God with what he knows about gods, mm-hmm. what he what he sees in culture, what what he's been exposed to all of his life. 
Yep. And yet it leads to a very traumatic experience for his son. It, at least it seems that way. I can't imagine it not being. Yeah. I guess there's some other possibilities. I mean, he Yeah, c- there are there are actually a bunch of teachings that say that Isaac was aware and willing actually um as far as the binding. But I don't know. I I this seems to it seems to be like this would be more on the traumatic side. Right. Yeah, and I think that's wishful thinking. Honestly. Cer- it I, certainly seems like it is, but... Yeah. Um, Because life is not that different 3,000 years, 4,000 years later. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not that, you know, guy holding a knife in his hand over, over you, and that's supposed to be the person that protects you. Uh, and even if it's traumatic okay, every time, even if you are willing and all the way up until man, you get right up to that moment. It's still traumatizing. That's kind of a, that's going to be a defining, that's going to be a sort of defining moment. I think that's where your brown pants kind of day. Uh huh. <laughs> you're like, uh, maybe, maybe I'm rethinking this. So yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a valid point there. Uh, so let's, uh, let's wrap her up here with so much water. So much water. So much, so water. much water. Just straight up thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. The camels were, not Isaac and Rebecca. Although. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I need a on this. Uh. So about those thighs. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> oh, man. You know, you might be a little... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was... That, everyone, just so everyone knows, that was Rob putting a filter on himself. That filter just... Man, that was so much self-control. <laughs> I applaud <laughs> that. Look at you go. Look at you go. <laughs> that filter was applied just in time. <laughs> Anyway, oh, no, no, so this story with Rebecca, she hauls up so much water for these camels. Yeah, and you, you said, who would do that? And my wife was <laughs> laughing Sunday, and she says, that's kind of like moving the croils. <laughs> Which, when you told me, I immediately resonated with this story on a much deeper <laughs> level. <laughs> this is sacrificial generosity, everyone. How did you say that? Sacrificial generosity. There you go. Isn't that how it? You, you said sacrificial. Oh, sacrificial. whatever. You uh, stuttered there. Easy for me to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so a little bit of backstory. We moved it in six trips, I think. I think it took us six trips to get moved over here. I My wife was back in Moscow, and I would do a weekend trip and move a little bit over at a time, which is a really super painful way of moving. One, two, you don't know where anything is, especially when we had our stuff stored in like four different locations. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. We had two garages and two storage units. Yep. And we had our kids parceled out to three different homes. I had a Josh. At one point, I had a Joy. Uh, Jasmine was with Paul and Molly. Yep. And, and then you and Christy were up at the Schmids. Yeah. 
And then yeah. and then we got our house and our first rental. Yeah, they got the rental. And we moved moved all the stuff to the rental. And Most then we of the stuff to the rental. Then they bought a house and we moved them again. I told Rob, so help me. I am never moving you. You are dying in this household. How long after you moved into the rental did you buy your house? Well, What's the in 10 rate? months, we moved three times. Oof. Okay. Consider yeah. that house 400 shekels. You're never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so when Chrissy's, Chrissy's laughing and I'm looking at her like, she's just talking about watering camels. Like, what's so funny about that? And she says, it's kind of like moving the croils. I'm like, oh, and then our kids have moved. Oh, yeah. Your kids have moved continually since then. Yeah, Every two- six months <laughs> based on leasing. <laughs> two more times each of them. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. So. That's eight mm. times. It's good stuff. It, that, that, that is well done, Christy. That is a great observation. Uh, just as a fun little fun little tidbit here, uh, I looked up a little bit about how much a camel can drink. Oh, no. Um, a typical a camel can drink 200 liters or 53 gallons of water in three minutes. What? That's that's five four four hundred and let's let's call it four hundred thirty pounds of water per camel. Holy no, I think uh, wow. times eight point. Yeah, you're about five hundred pounds a five hundred pounds of water per camel that they can drink camels? in three minutes. It's at, well, in camels, so it's at least two. So a thousand pounds of water <laughs> up and down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, this lady's not only is she generous, she is strong. She's tough. I mean, do you think she had servants with her helping, or do you think it was just her? Okay, that's possible. That's a good. That is a good point. That is a good point. I don't know. Is there any it, contextual it, clues that would say such? Not that I'm reading, but I'm like. But you you said how many? Huh? Fifty. It was fifty three gallons. Fifty three gallons. So you're talking in, in, in that's in three minutes. You're talking so you're talking ten trips with a five gallon jar, mm-hmm. which is probably realistic, right? Ten trips. Well, and it says in verse ten, the servant took ten of his master's camels. Ooh. That's a hundred trips. <laughs> like, I was like, there's a number here. I remember seeing it. Whether it's her or her and her servants, like this is still a lot. This is four thousand four hundred fifty-two pounds of water. This is this is generous. <laughs> Two tons of water. Forget CrossFit. <laughs> just just do some camel watering. You know how there's the Murph. Mm-hmm. I've the, done the, the workout, the Murph. It's you, awful. Well, it's like a, a, a terrible number run. of push push-ups and crunches and pull-ups mm. and a run with a weight vest on. I, I want to say it's a mile run, a hundred push-ups, hundred pull-ups, hundred squats. And I think you and do then it, another mile run. And and you do it with a I think it's with a weight vest, right? It can be if you're super <coughs> crazy. We'd have to ask Derek Murphy. But uh oh. 
I've never I've never realized like Murphy and Murph. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those of you that know him, that's that's a funny little tidbit. But nonetheless, uh, so we we can get rid of the Murph, and we'll start doing the Beck. We'll start doing the Beck, which is you just carry four thousand gallons. What, 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 what four thousand four hundred thirty-two? Five four thousand four hundred fifty-two. Oh, I was pounds of water. <laughs> So if they get to 32, I'm going to call 500, it. 530 gallons of water. Oh, man. We're just going to carry 530 gallons of water. We'll round it down to 500 just to be nice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That is so much water. Yeah. Man, she is she is cut from the right cloth. That is... Oh. And he didn't even ask. She just offers. Right. Right? And then furthermore, in the story, we didn't read this bit, but then... Like she offered, she was like, uh, "Just like, come on over, and we've got straw, and like we're gonna put you up, and you're gonna be taken care of here." Um, so they went to the house, and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought for the camels, and water for him and his men to wash their feet. The food was set before him, and I will not eat until I have told you what I have, uh, what I have to say. But before, th- uh, yeah, before that, she says. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Uh, yeah. Like, these are hospitable people. Mm-hmm. It kind of rings uh, of, of Abraham. Jumping up right after getting circumcised to go run off and have his wife make a billion loaves of bread. Right. Mm. And it's- sacrifice a cow. Makes sense that he would want his son to marry somebody from this yep. family. Yep. I think I think that of those of the the various values that we saw him have or learn, I think that sacrificial generosity might be the the starting point. Mm-hmm. Um the only one that might be more important to the story is the roughly right. Right. Just because he moves past when he screws up, but and he does roughly right a lot. He does. There's a lot of rough, a lot of rough, a lot of right, but a lot of rough. Anyway, mm-hmm. cool. I don't know if you can hear that on the recording, but we have elephants jumping up and down above us. It's pretty exciting. Could be camels. Uh, shout out to Integrated Therapy Works. <laughs> They're doing some great therapy work up there, apparently. Uh, so yeah, any other closing thoughts from either of you? We've learned a lot about Abraham. More than I ever wanted to know. I don't know if it's more than I wanted to know, but some of that Jen definitely learned more than she wanted to know. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you swear by it? I'm not swearing by anything. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna get tired of this. Uh, we have so much fun. I, I think we do. <laughs> you're laughing, so I'm assuming that you're having fun. It's the pain for painful, awkward laugh. I don't oh, know what to do. Oh, that's gold. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, we will be back at it next week, uh, not talking about Abraham. I or swear. Or swearing. <laughs> but, that uh, conversation is done. Instead, instead, we will be talking about Ezra and Nehemiah and Zerubbabel. <laughs> And uh, what it looks like to change your world. 
Absolutely. It's going to be good stuff. Let's do it. Good stuff. So until then, have fun digging into the text. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, be generous. I was going to do like a red green. If the women don't find you handsome, at least they find you handy. But that really didn't apply. <laughs> so until then, I don't know. Paint some happy trees and dig into the text or something. We'll talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes. Let's get ready to footnote! It's actually copyrighted. I, well, only did. I, I mean, if you change it, then it's it's probably not. But yeah, the let's get ready to rumble. That's actually copyrighted. There yeah. Copyright or trademark? Uh, probably both, because it's got pitch. Dum dum da 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 dum dum. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so I, all I know is that you could you could get in trouble for that. So I'm <laughs> not going to. How do we're it. starting footnotes? No, I this is for sure going to go at the end. <laughs> let's change. Let's change the pitch. Let's just mess with it. Dun, dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> Let's Go. get ready to footnote. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh shoot! Shoot! No, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. We got to talk about buying land. I was lost. Oh yeah. man, I was. Yeah. No, I don't know why I I read buying land on the on the board there, and completely. I don't know. I don't know why that registered in my brain wrong. Maybe because I spelled booing. Yeah, it's definitely spelled Classic. wrong. I'm just going to edit that. Well, your first shortcoming. <clears throat> Classic. Good. Nailed it. All right. <laughs>